Good evening, everyone. I trust you are doing great today. Um, I am so, so honored to be here with you today. Um, I want to say a very big thank you um, to the hosts and the organizers of this great event. Thank you for this opportunity to share here and to be with you this evening. God bless you and God replenishes you um, for putting this together. I want to say a big thank you also to God for this privilege I do not take it for granted at all to be with you this evening and to share with you um, on the whole woman. Amen. Thank you so much for being here this evening. Shall we pray as we begin? Father, we give you praise. Thank you because you are faithful. Thank you for your goodness towards us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our rock. Thank you for being our defense. Thank you, Lord, for your plans and your purposes for our lives. Thank you, O oh God, because that which you had in mind before you put this together, Lord, shall be made manifest today. We declare that our heart is ready, is receptive to receive what you have in store for us today. We declare in the name of Jesus, no other spirit is permitted in this place right now. We take authority and we declare that the Spirit of God floods this place absolutely in the name of Jesus. We declare the grace for the hearing of faith, workings of miracles, and we declare, O oh God, Lord, that we understand what we shall share tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that everywhere that we require wholeness, by your Spirit, you will touch us, and it will cause for us, O oh God, to even proceed into another realm of wholeness. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we dismantle every activity of hell, and we come against everything that the enemy had perfected before now and we declare in the name of Jesus that a new life is emerging from us from now in the name of the Lord Jesus Lord we give you praise we bless your name and we say thank you for this opportunity Lord we will never be the same again thank you father in Jesus name we have prayed amen all right um I'm going to be sharing on what I have titled the journey to wholeness the journey to wholeness amen all right so our anchor scripture will be the book of mark chapter 5 and verse 24 to 34 mark chapter 5 from verse 25 to verse 34 and it says i'll be reading the amplified translation and it says and there was a woman who had had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had endured much suffering under the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but instead grew worse. She had heard the reports concerning Jesus and she came up behind him in the throng and touched his garment. For she kept saying, if I only touch his garment, I shall be restored to health. And immediately, her flow of blood was dried up at the source. And suddenly, she felt in her body that she was healed of her distressing ailment. Verse 30, And Jesus, recognizing in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around immediately in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples kept saying to him, 
you see the crowd pressing hard around you from all sides and you ask, who touched me? Verse 32, still he kept looking around to see her who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done for her, though alarmed and frightened and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith, your trust and confidence in me, springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. Go into peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily disease. Amen. The first thing I want to um, talk about with us is to clearly um, you know, define what wholeness really is. What does it mean to be whole? When you say someone is whole or something is whole, what does it really mean? It means to be unbroken. It means to be undamaged. It means to be in one piece to be total, to be intact. Um, being whole means that that thing is complete in itself. Being whole also talks about, you know, all of something and something that is undivided. Now, having gone through our um, text, um, I would like to pick out some lessons I want us to begin to pay attention to as we begin to journey to wholeness. So on our journey to wholeness, the first thing I would like us to talk about and to settle is the issue of identity. If you look at that scripture in verse 25, if you read from the um, KJV version, the New King James or any of those versions, you would see that they call this woman a certain woman. Now, this particular woman was defined by her pain and by her plight. Didn't this woman have a name? You know, anytime I read this story, I think about it and I, I try to wonder that. So why didn't she have a name? Because just a few verses before that, we learned about um, Jairus, a great man. Jairus had a name. Jairus was an accomplished person. Now, he had a 12-year-old daughter that, you know, needed the attention of Jesus. It seems to me like the day the daughter of Jairus was born was the day that this woman's trouble started out. But, you know, Jairus was accorded a level of regard, reverence, respect. He had a name, but this woman was defined by her pain. Every time we think about her, we talk about her, we say, oh, the woman with the issue of blood. How many times have we been defined by the pain that we have been going through? How many times have people used our circumstance to define us? She was called a certain woman. Before you start talking about wholeness, we need to settle the issue of identity. My question first to you today would be, who are you and what truly defines you as a woman? Who are you and what truly defines you as a woman? Let's think about it this way. If we took out from your life the title wife, or we took out the title mother, for example, from you, what is going to be left of your life? The truth is that if you really want to enjoy true wholeness, you need to find yourself first. You need to stop being identified by the various circumstances or experiences you have had. It's actually time to start by finding out who you are. You know, too many women in our world today are actually lost. When I, when I listen to conversations or I see what people say about... Um, 
you know, certain women, it breaks my heart because it feels like these people don't really know who they are. Because if you know who you are and if you understand the kind of value and um, treasure that you bear on your inside, the way you would relate with yourself would be entirely different. So many of us are taking all kinds of treatments, you know, from circumstances, from people, from situations, because... We really do not know who we are, all right? So the first thing you're settling on this journey to wholeness is the identity issue. Who are you as a person? So truly enjoy this wholeness. Find yourself first. I've even also seen that women sometimes stay in damaged environments, bad friendships, bad relationships, places they are taking them for granted because they just don't want to be found alone. Truth is that you can actually be alone, but not lonely. Everyone who has truly, if you notice, if you've searched scriptures over and again, everyone who has truly had an encounter with God and found themselves, they actually had to come to a point of separation. Are you ready to be at that place of separation where you don't have to oh, be in someone's presence or in someone's company for you to actually have value? That is the reason for some people. I mean, they cannot do anything independently. They have to call a friend. They have to go with someone. Someone has to verify every single thing about their lives before they can take any step. It feels like they are living in other people's shadow. How long do you want to be that kind of person? Are you ready to begin to express that beautiful thing that God has placed on your inside? Think about Moses. The Bible talks about the burning bush experience. It was a personal experience. It was not an experience that Moses had with several other people. It was the only one that had the burning bush experience. We never heard about anybody else that had a burning bush. But that was his own moment of separation that caused him to understand who he really was and made him to start living from that day and not just merely existing anymore or should we talk about jacob the bible says that jacob wrestled all night with god he was tired of the life he was living he was tired of that sequence went through everything he went through with esau went through what he went through with laban and then he got to a point where he said you know what i'm not ready to continue with this cycle anymore he was ready for wholeness he was ready for a new life and then he wrestled, he had to wrestle with God and say, see, I don't want to continue with my circumstance. I want a complete change of my circumstance. Amen. I talk about John the Baptist. The Bible says that until the time of his showing, he first went into the wilderness. There is always a point of separation. If you're going to do something great for God, if you're going to be someone that is exceptional, if you're going to express greatness, you are going to come to a point of separation. Don't feel bad when God is calling you into separation. Don't give excuses when God, you know, sometimes God is actually putting you in uncomfortable circumstances because he's ready to say, I don't want you to continue with this route you have been going through or, you know, this routine you've been having over and over again. Talk about Zachariah. The day he went into the temple and he was given the prophecy of John the Baptist, he was alone in that place. It was him. In fact, people outside were waiting and trying to hurry him up like, what's happening today? He should come out. and Or sometimes your encounter with God would not be understood by those that are outside. You want to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus? It was a personal encounter she had. 
So you need to begin to pay attention in this season. What is God saying to me? Is God beginning to put me in a place that feels like, oh, I'm losing certain friends. I'm losing certain deals. Is God trying to pick my attention because he needs me to, you know, be focused in a new direction? What is God saying to you? You need to find yourself and finding yourself the best way. Trust me to find yourself is to get back to your producer and ask who you really are. Nobody knows you like God. Nobody understands you like the one that manufactured you. Imagine you, um, you want to understand a, a, a vehicle very, very well. You need to go to the person that manufactured it and find out how it truly works. I don't know if you've been stuck before trying to use a product that you never used a manual for. If you were trying to set up something, you know, it looked complicated. You just have to tell yourself that, see, let me just pick up the manual and see what is there. Sometimes you've had to maybe go to YouTube to get a video just to explain how to use a particular product because there is how to actually use that product. The same way when God manufactured you, there was a way he produced you in a customized way. And he expects that everything about you, everything on your inside would be able to function in maximum capacity in a particular way. So get back to your producer and begin to ask questions like, who really are you? For some of us, you need to take a break and redefine who you are. You've been into too many activities. Everywhere they are calling for events and all of that, you're always there. But you have never really sat down to do anything with what you have been learning from all of those places that you have been to. Are you ready to settle down? Are you ready to stop being that woman that is all over the place? Are you ready to be that woman? Because the truth is that um, value is in rarity. If you're finding something that is common everywhere, then it doesn't really have a lot of value. You notice that those things are very cheap. But when something is expensive, it's because it's something you cannot find everywhere. It becomes luxury. Do you understand that you are luxury? Do you know that you have been created with a DNA that nobody else has, that is unique to yourself? You might need to take a break from all of those activities you've been using to fill up. And for some of us, we just just need to fill up our fears, our insecurities, our low self-esteem sometimes. We just don't want to be alone. We're afraid. We don't want people to see us like, oh, she doesn't really have anybody around her. No, sometimes God takes you through that experience because he does not want you to be confused about your identity. You need to begin to sit down and study yourself as an individual intensely sometimes we have minded so many people's business we've not been able to mind our own business you want to talk to yourself in this season that yes i want to be that whole woman but i need to begin to look intently to myself i need to start minding my business thank god for my friends that have helped out to do this or do that thank god for my children that have helped out to organize and put things in place for them many times it looks like we're taking care of the entire world and we're not taking care of ourselves Sometimes it comes in and even shows in our health when it looks like we've taken too much and our body's like, hey, slow down. It's time to rest. You want to take out that time in this season, even as the year is coming to an end and begin to say, Lord, what would you have me do as a person? Do I really know who I am? Sometimes the reason we are envious or even jealous of other people is because we really don't know who we are. If you know that you're carrying greatness also, you will celebrate the greatness of other people as well. 
So what are you going to be finding out about yourself? Find out what are your strengths? What is your assignment? What is your passion? What are the skills and the abilities God has placed on your inside? What will truly bring that satisfaction? Many times we're longing for it and we're thinking is in a man or is it an activity? But no, our full satisfaction definitely is inside of God. Do you believe that there is more to you than you currently are as a person? How long do you want to remain in that state where it feels like, you know, anything goes with your life? Why should someone be able to just bursting on you every moment feels like you don't have any shadow, you don't have anything your life is really, really composed of? The truth is that once you find yourself, you'll stop seeking for approval from any man to leave. You will begin to live in a way that you have never lived before. You begin to appreciate yourself better. You begin to treat yourself better. You begin to desire for more, um, you know, of God expressing himself through you. Now, somebody else may say, okay, I'm trying to find myself, but it looks like I have too many expressions. There are many things I can do. It feels like I'm able to do so. I can navigate so many things. Oh, I'm multifaceted. Oh, um, women know how to do multitasking and all of that. Truth is that you're actually not restricted to one expression. It might be tied like you have a major, you know, but you're not restricted to only one expression. Find out about Jesus. Jesus never was just Jesus alone. You hear him say things like, oh, he's the way. Another time he's the truth. He's the life. He's the shepherd. He's the savior. He expressed himself in so many ways. So do not restrict yourself. Just find out and say, God, how do you have me to channel the energies? How do you want me to channel this uniqueness that I have so that I'm able to express myself in the best way that I ought to express myself? Do you understand? The next thing I would want to ask or the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to this journey of wholeness is what are the lessons from your pain? If you look at the story we studied and we, we, we shared already about this dear woman, the Bible says that she suffered many things from many doctors, but she grew worse and not better, even after she spent everything that she had. What are the investments you have made and it looks like, you know, nothing has really come out of it in spite of all that you have put into it? What are the lessons from your pain is there a message from your storm that you are not hearing for some people sometimes you know we cry all night before we are able to put ourselves to sleep is there a message your storm is saying to you but you're not hearing that message today i want you to take a break pause think about it this thing i've been going through for years or for months for a while this discouragement this overwhelm this pain is there a message is telling me that I am not listening to? If you look at that woman, the moment she saw that, see, this is 12 years. I mean, 12 years is a long time in someone's life to be going through the same thing over and over again. At this point, friends and families had left her. The friends, I mean, she was all alone. She was in a state of desperation. She knew that she was not going to continue this way anymore. And what did she do? The moment she realized that she was going to remain the way she was if she did nothing about it, she began to push herself to get a new solution. She was tired of her former solutions. She was tired of all she was experiencing and said, you know what? I need to come up with a new solution. If I continue like this, this is how things would always remain with me. But I need to find something new about myself. 
And then the Bible says she heard about Jesus. Why did she hear about Jesus? She was not ready to remain a victim of her past. She was not ready to remain a victim of her past. She had been there for so long, 12 years. And she said, see, there's got to be a way out of this thing. I'm sure she started hearing messages. She started looking for a new kind of information. Because if you want to change your life, change what you're listening to, change your information, and you begin to see a difference. Amen. That brings me to the next thing. We're talking about your journey to wholeness. The next thing would be number three, change what you are hearing change what you are hearing. The first thing I said was settle the issue of identity. Number two was what are the lessons from your pain that you're not hearing? Number three, change what you're hearing. That scripture says she stopped listening to it because the only way she can start hearing another message was because she stopped listening to a certain message. She stopped listening to the doctors and she started hearing about Jesus. What have you heard God say about that circumstance you have been dealing with for so long? That broken relationship, that broken face, that lack you have dealt with. For some people, what is making you not whole is that, man, you've been in so much of lack that it almost feels like lack is a middle name. Do you understand? What have you heard God say about that circumstance in your life? What have you been hearing? And what you have been hearing, what difference has he made to you? The truth is that if you're going to be whole, you will need to guard your heart and what you're allowing in. You cannot continue to feast on bad news and expect to be full of faith. Every time she went for that doctor's appointment, they were going to feed her with another round of fear. They were going to tell her, oh, madam, sorry, this, this circumstance cannot change you. The moment she went back, she would definitely maybe cry herself to sleep in such a in such a face and keep saying, no, I, I don't know how I'm going to come out of this thing. How long do I want to remain here? And it's the same question I'm asking with you today. How long do you want to keep feasting on those things you've been hearing on? You want to change that direction. You want to keep your inspiration pure. You can't listen to everything anymore. You can't be in every place anymore. You can't relate with every person anymore. If you're going to walk in the fullness, in wholeness, then you are going to have to change so many things with yourself. Don't waste all your time, you know, listening to what adds absolutely nothing to you. It's time to start hearing a new word, a new word from God. For some of us, it's been a while you actually even listened to God really talk to you. It's been a while you, you took out time to study the scriptures. It's been a while you read a book or did something that was going to be beneficial, you know, to your spirit. All you've done maybe in a while is just, oh, chill Netflix and all of that. You've not really done something productive with yourself. Yes, previously you could give an excuse that, oh, the circumstances going on around the world, but it's not an excuse. It's time to face your life and face your life squarely. Change what you are hearing from this moment. If there are friends that always speak negative things, you want to shut down those kind of conversations. If there are people that always water down, you know, you're trying to start something new and they're telling you every reason why that thing would not work. It's time to change what you're hearing. Amen. The next thing I would say, still on this journey to wholeness, number four, is that choosing wholeness is actually choosing to be fruitful and to be productive. Now, this woman, as long as she was bleeding, 
she could not retain a seed. For a woman to become pregnant, for a woman to carry a child, she needs to stop bleeding. It is one of the signs, as they say, you know, of pregnancy that the woman stops to bleed. And then a seed can be retained and actually stay. And the moment we hear that, oh, this person oh, um, is bleeding again in pregnancy, the doctors are concerned. It becomes a, a, a source of concern. It becomes a concern because that is saying that that seed cannot be retained. As long as she was bleeding, she could not talk about having any child at that season. So the question is, in what way have you been bleeding as a person? This is not um, saying it directly now like bleeding, but you might be bleeding in different channels and different areas of your life. There are things that need to be, you know, kept to be protected, to be preserved, but something is taking it out on a consistent basis. There is a draining that is consistently going on. Understand also that this woman will not have strength, a lot of strength. Someone that is consistently bleeding like this will definitely need a lot of strength. She will be tired. She will be overwhelmed. She would be frustrated, as it were. I mean, this woman also will not even have relationships because the smell is enough to keep people away from her. People would see her as unclean. There are parties she cannot go to. There are meetings she cannot attend. I mean, like everyone avoids this kind of person like a plague. So when you're saying wholeness, you're saying you're ready for a brand new life. After getting that message about Jesus, after she started hearing about Jesus, it was time to take action. And then she took steps. The only reason that this woman got her healing that day was that, you know, she didn't go like every other person. And that is why when Jesus said, who touched me? The disciples were like, what are you talking about? Everybody here is touching you. Everybody here is pushing against you. But this woman was different because she carried purpose in mind when she was coming. She said, see, I won't continue another day with this pain. Why was she that convinced? What she heard about Jesus mattered a lot. I want to say, be careful what you hear about Jesus. Be careful what you feast on from the word. Don't be that woman that is into um, unnecessary arguments, whether physically or online. You know, I mean, these days of social media, a lot of us are getting very distracted. So what we should have paid attention to, we are busy on everybody's timeline, finding out what they said about what and trying to put up our opinion out there. Now, strategic conversation is absolutely different, you know, from being all over the place, all the bloggers, you are following them, everything they say, you are the first to get all the news about this and about that. And you just want to trend, you just want to be current and all. Not because you're necessarily using what they are saying for anything meaningful. This woman came to Jesus with a purpose. Alright? So it's very important um, as you keep joining into this wholeness. So the number five thing I would say to you is, meeting Jesus, yes, was a game changer for that woman, but she went determined. When you go maybe to church for a service, or God is opening your eyes to see something or listen to something. What is in your heart before you get there? She, I believe she received her healing like by faith before she actually got to that place. Because she was clear. She said, when I get to where Jesus is, all I need to do is to touch the helm of his garment and I will be made whole. Why? 
She had heard about him. She has meditated over that message over and over again. She had thought about it. She went with an expectation. She went with a determination. And that is why no matter who was pushing her that day, she told herself that I don't care how much of crowd is going to be in this place today. I will touch the garment of Jesus. That is all I need to do. Jesus does not need to see me. He doesn't need to even know that I'm coming. All I need to do is to come with my determination, a decision without any form of excuse. How many of us are that determined when it comes to encountering God and saying, God, see, I'm going to go for all that you actually have in store for me. I'm not going to settle for less than what you want to give me. I'm not going to take um, what you're not giving me and you know begin to dwell on it. No, I am going to receive everything that you have in store for me. Go without that excuse, with the full determination that this is what is going to happen. She had pictured it. She had seen herself whole. And so she was that determined. She had so much confidence in Jesus and said, see, if this Jesus they are talking about has this level of grace, of power that they said he has, then I don't even need to meet him completely. His garment is enough for me to give me the healing that I want. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope we're getting something this evening. All right. So the next thing still on this journey to wholeness is restructure your life. Restructure your life. One thing that she went with is that she had a clear, specific action that she was going to do. And what was it? She said, I will just go there and touch the helm of his garment. She went there and she was not waiting. She didn't wait to say, ah, let Jesus come and find me. Let Jesus come and see me. No, no, no. If you remember also the story of Zacchaeus, he climbed this tree. He wanted to see Jesus. He's like, no, today is the day. I, I have to, you know, when you get to that point of um, taking very desperate step in God, God honors our faith. He honors our faith. But the question is, are we ready to go that way and go all out and do what needs to be done? My question is, what is your action plan henceforth? If you're saying, yes, so I don't want my previous experience anymore. I want a brand new experience. My first question to you be, what is your action plan? Because for any change to take place, you are the one that is going to start and start with a determination and say, I don't want to continue the way I've always been. I want a brand new experience. So I'm setting a new goal. So that new goal is going to have to now propel me to take certain actions. And I don't want us to be ambiguous this evening. I want to be able to um, break it down and say, okay, let us be able to um, navigate properly and take specific actions in specific directions. What I would recommend normally um, is break down the different aspects of your life and set a new order in each aspect. We talked about the fact that so long as she was bleeding, she was not going to be productive. Greatness was not going to come out of her. There was no way that, you know, people were going to really identify with her or see her as anything significant. So she had to take that deliberate step and come out of where she was. So I'm asking you to, in the different areas and aspects of your life, are you ready for a new order there? To sit down and say, I'm tired of being overwhelmed. I want to live overwhelmed street. I want to come into a place of um, definiteness, a place where I am, I'm, I'm clear. I'm able to go to bed at night and feel like it was a beautiful day for me. One way you can achieve this is to begin to create structures in the different aspects of your life. 
and I would make some recommendations on this, and I hope that this is going to really, you know, help us as we begin to get deeper into a life of wholeness indeed. Amen. Um, the first aspect, I want us to set order in with our lives to be our spiritual walk. Um, for so long, maybe you've um gone through the same cycle over and again and you want something different what are you going to be doing differently about your spiritual walk your prayer life your study life your worship life you know your confession intercession all of those things what are you going to be doing differently about it from now sometimes you know you you may need to get very deliberate and begin to break each day of the week into something that you are going to be using um more efficiently what i mean by that is you can decide and say, okay, Monday is going to be a day that I'm going to pay attention maybe to my business. Tuesday, I want to pay attention to my spiritual work and all of that. So I'm going to just, you know, take us through a couple of aspects. You want to look into again and say, what part of my life is getting me overwhelmed? What part of my life is getting me, um, you know, tired easily. What part of my life looks like is not intact? Because we said wholeness uh, means that something is intact, something is put together, something is undamaged, something is in one piece, something is actually complete. It's total. It's undivided, right? So in your spiritual work, what can I put in place to make sure that everything is in place in my spiritual work? The next aspect to be on your purpose and on your assignment. The things God has called you to do, are you actually doing them or you're doing something else? Have you gotten distracted, you know, by the different things happening? The Bible says about, you know, when it talks about the sower went to sow, it said there were some that fell by the wayside and then the cares of life began to choke that seed that should have grown and produced something. Get back to your place of purpose, of assignment. For some of us, you were so passionate previously about certain things God wanted you to do. But you realize that lately you've not even had any time to pay attention to them. And it's not because you don't really have time. It's just that you have not just been aware that, oh, I need to put order here. Be, go back to that assignment God has given to you and begin to put structure into it afresh. Amen. Same thing with your health. For some of us, for a while, you've, you've treated yourself anyhow. Anything goes for you. You want to get back to your health and make sure that your health is in place. Is there any part of your health that is deteriorating and that you are not paying attention to? Every moment you're in, in the hospital, every moment you're going for treatment for one thing or the other. How long do you want to do that? This is the season where you need to put yourself together and say, no, I don't want to continue this way anymore. I need to pay attention to my health. It might be to what you're eating. You might want to pay attention to it. You want to pay attention to resting sometimes we are so busy with so many things we are just not paying attention to our health pay attention henceforth to your health and begin to put structure there even your finances another area of your life that you want to sit down and restructure will be your finance for us i mean for some of us everything goes um you just keep spending and keep Sometimes it's not that God is not faithful. It's not that God is not providing, but you're not just maximizing it. Well, what financial principles are you working with? Are you putting order in your finance? Bible says concerning Joseph that he first told Pharaoh, he said, seven years old, there'll be abundance, but there is how to administer it. They took out time to save. They took out time to invest. They made sure that things were in place.
place, put structure in your finance. For some of us, I mean, God is faithful. Your business is doing well. Um, your career is doing well. And you're actually getting it, but your eyes, you don't know how to do what we call delayed gratification. So everything you see, you want to have. Everything you see, you want to buy. Oh, the latest ashray, must you go for every party? Must you be involved? You know, some people, that is what is actually draining you. That is where the bleeding is taking place. Because you're trying to please everybody. You're trying to be at every event. You're like, oh, ah, this is my friend. Ah, she's my friend. I have to go for this party. I have to do this thing or that thing. And you cannot really afford it. Or there are important projects in front of you that you have not paid attention to. But you want to, you know, just spend anyhow. You want to go back and look into your financial structure. Is it in place? And begin to put it in place. Put things in place. You don't have to buy every outfit you see. You don't have to buy every week. For some, and sometimes you might even get a better bargain somewhere else. But when you put yourself in the position where, oh, even when you cannot afford it, you're forcing yourself, you're borrowing, you're trying to just do so many things out there, you, you begin to get yourself to a point of tiredness and weariness. You want to put order in your finance again. Restructure that finance. And you'll see that peace of mind is being restored back to you um, in a very short time. Amen. Another aspect you may want to put structure again to will be your marriage. That marriage that you're saying, ah, I beg, I'm tired of this marriage. Oh, this marriage is no longer what it used to be and all that. Have you really taken any deliberate step to do something about the marriage? Are there conversations you need to have? Are there new things you need to do to rekindle the love, the spark, the excitement, the joy in your marriage? Take steps today. Um, I know there are various materials, activities. Do new things that both of you would begin to enjoy again. And, you know, that life, that sweetness, that fullness is being restored back into your home. Sometimes it might just even be that you guys, you need to bond again by playing games. You need to do certain activities just together again. For some of us, um, there's this see finish syndrome that has, you know, crept into our marriage. And then we don't longer put in that effort, that extra we used to do to make things work. We've stopped doing it. You want to get back, get that marriage back to God and say, God, you that produced the wine, when the wine at Canaan finished, bring new wine into my marriage. I don't want my marriage to continue to be the way it has always been. Bring wholeness to my marriage. Bring wine. They didn't have wine in. If I didn't even know that their wine had finished, the couple. But God stepped in and there was a major miracle that day. Today you want to say, God, let there be sweet wine, fresh wine into my marriage. Put structure into that marriage and let things begin to run differently. Even your motherhood. You know those children, God gave them to you as a blessing. They are not there to be a liability or a curse. You're supposed to enjoy having them with you, right? It's time to say, God, I, I hand over these children to you. Help me to understand them. Help me to nurture them. Help me to, 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 to groom them the way you would have them be. These are days of observation. You want to obse observe your children better. But it's time to really put structure into every aspect of your life. In your other relationships, relationship you have with other people, Go back, look into it. Which one is out of order? Which one do I need to close the chapter? Which one is toxic? Which one is not helping me move forward? Which one do I need to drop and begin to drop them? Or your home management. If you check it that your home feels, every time you get into your, your home, you feel like, ah, I'm overwhelmed. I want to do many things. Get a structure back. 
put your home management in place. Run that home. Sometimes get a full schedule. You don't have to do everything every moment. Schedule stuff. Schedule time for laundry. Schedule time for bedtime for the kids. Schedule time that you're going to eat. Schedule time that you're going to read. Schedule time that you're going to study. Schedule time that you're going to do everything that needs to be done in your home. Your home can run better. You just need to set structure in place. Stop allowing everything to go in your home. Stop allowing everything to pass in your home. Start putting structure in that place. Amen. Another area you want to put structure would be in your leisure, your recreation, and your appearance. Go back to it. Look at it. Stop saying, oh, this person looks better than me. Maybe they just put in a little more effort into it. You too can put in effort. Who said you cannot learn how to dress? Who said you cannot learn how to put yourself together and look good? You can look good. Stop envying somebody. Stop feeling like that person is better than you or is looking better than you. You can also do something about your appearance and you can look very good. Amen. Sometimes you're like, okay, I have many clothes. I don't even know what I want to combine. Then combine them in different ways. Decide and say, this week, I'm going to dress only monochrome. Next week, I'll wear only trousers. The week coming, I'm going to wear only skirts. Another week coming, I'm going to wear only dresses. I mean, that's four-week plan already. Amen. Do you understand? So go back again and say, how can I put order into every aspect of my life? And take our time to rest. Please, stop putting yourself under undue stress. And stop all that, oh, there's nobody giving you an award and, and say you're a superwoman, that you want to do everything all by yourself. If you can get a domestic staff, please get one. If you can get someone that is going to come in to help to clean and do all of those things, please do. If you need to get gadgets, machines, things that would help make things easier at home, please get them. But leave that street called overwhelm and come into the rest street. Same thing with your career, your business, your education, set order in it. Don't continue to spend all the business money and spend everything. It's time to put order in your business and in your career. Things can run better if you can just take out time. Study more about that business and put in more effort and see that things are going to begin to run differently there. The final area would be for self-development. Truth is that all these aspects I've mentioned about your life would not really work if you, the person, because you are the main person, the main character here, if you are not in order, every other thing will not be in order. So it starts, the change starts with you deciding and saying, I want a different kind of life henceforth. So self-development has to be top-notch for you. You need to start reading again. You need to start studying. You need to start growing. You need to take courses. You need to improve on yourself as a woman. You cannot afford to keep staying in that state you have always been. It's time to come out of that place and it's time to walk in full wholeness. My question today as we round up is, are you ready for wholeness? Are you ready for wholeness? Sometimes it's a little adjustment that is going to change everything about your life. There is this book you know, that was recommended recently. Um, I've been reading it. It's been a blessing. It's called Slight Edge. It talks about, you know, little, little adjustments we can make in our lives and that will change everything about us as individuals. Any Elizabeth George is always a good read. I always recommend her a great deal. She has beautiful books for women, um, a woman's high calling, you know, beautiful in God's sight, and several other books like that that you want to, you know, begin to engage your mind in and say, I'm not going to let the day end without me adding something new into my life. I believe that it is time for your wholeness. I believe that it's time for your newness. I don't want you to continue the way you have always been. It's time for a brand new season in your life. As the year is coming to an end, it's time to begin to make deliberate changes and begin to advance differently as an individual. I don't know if you're here today, 
um, you've listened to all of these things, you're like, wow, oh, it's time to start doing what I need to do. But your relationship with God is shaky, it's not stable. You've not had a walk with God that is, you know, solid and strong. You want to renew that relationship with God that you have. Or you're here today, you're not even saved at all. You don't have the life of God flowing through you just yet. Or you used to really be vibrant and strong in God, but then you've lost your passion, your zeal, that fervency, that, that desire for God. It has dwindled. It's time to come back to your father. He's waiting. He's waiting for you. You cannot continue your life the way it has always been. So if you're here and you're listening right now and you need to make this decision today, Place your hand on your chest and just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this moment. I'm sorry for every aspect I haven't gotten right through um, the years. Today, I make a new decision to begin to live for you every day. I ask that you come into my life and you become the Lord of my life. From this minute, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and I accept him into my life in the name of the Lord Jesus Holy Spirit, come and reign in me. Come and live in me. Come and function through me that I may be fully whole in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. If you said this prayer, congratulations. Welcome to God's family on earth. You're now saved and God has great and mighty plans for you and he wants to do new things through you. Let's just pray as we round up. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to share together this evening. We decree and declare, O oh God, that this thing that you have taught us today will put it to work. The grace to do your, your word, let it be supplied right now in the name of Jesus. We are not here as alone, O oh God, Lord. I decree and declare that a new life begins to emerge from us in the name of Jesus. Everywhere we have not been productive from this minute, by the reason of the word, we enter into a season of productivity. We step out of the old and we come into the new. We begin to function in the fullness of what God has in store for us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we break out of the old and every limitation that hell has set before us and we declare that we begin to do new exploits. We begin to do new things for you, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. We declare that every aspect of our lives, as we set structure, we set order, we are inspired afresh. We know what to do. We are not confused at all, O oh God. We are productive women. We are women, O oh God, that are whole and sound, undamaged, unrestricted, ready to do do all the good things that you have prepared and predestined for us, Lord. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much um, for this opportunity once again. It's been such a pleasure and such a joy to share with you today. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful time. Um, God bless you. Amen.